Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. You know, each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to focus our discussions on items that will challenge the way you think about workplace ministry and your life in Christ. Today is no different. As it says each and every day, you're going to start to hear on my, uh, on my intros or my show promos. Listen, every day in the I Work For Him show, we try to make things practical, tactical, factual, and biblical. Martha, Ooh, I haven't heard that. That's yet. a new one. That's practical, new. tactical, factual, and biblical. I couldn't find biblical to get it to rhyme with factual, tactical, and practical. Oh, I think you did good. You must have had Wheaties this morning or something. <laughs> no, I think it was that pork roll sandwich. Oh. No, no, no. What did I have for breakfast? I have no idea what I had for breakfast. You had you... leftover pizza. That's what it was. See, that's what it was. See, it was pizza really power, kept me there. Well, I had fruit food. on it. It was, it was Canadian bacon and pineapple. <laughs> so it was a fall fruity breakfast. All right. So listen, today we're talking about margin, balance, and time. And listen, as we, as we head into the as you, as we all call it, the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, all of those things, you know, we need to uh, um, recognize that margin, balance, and time are, are just, they're things that we have to deal with, and we don't deal with them very well, do we? No, it's usually an afterthought. I think usually we get super busy, super crazy, super 
you know, caught up in whatever we're doing and then afterwards say, man, I should have built in a little more downtime. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. You know, as I want to read the scripture. This was a scripture that we actually inscribed on the back of our wedding rings. We did, and it was also in our program, our wedding program. It was in our wedding it program? It was, yes. Well, I'm sure I'd remember that if I could find a copy. So is that why you were getting your wedding ring off today, so you could read the back So I could read it? it. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, of it. no, Martha's referring to the fact that today I opened up all the windows in the house. That's right. For those of you that don't live in Florida, you don't understand the beauty of that. But I opened up all the windows in the house to get it cold enough that when my hands would shrink from all the heat, and uh, I would actually be able to get my wedding ring off so I could get it a little bigger, <laughs> so I could get it off on those regular Florida days. There you go. And I got the house successfully to 60 degrees. Without air conditioning. Which is cold for here. Yeah, Yeah. it feels so good outside. It's unbelievable. All right, so listen, here's the scripture. It's from Ecclesiastes 3, and we put this on the back of our wedding rings. There's a time for everything. There is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to turn away, a time to search and a time to quit searching, a time to keep and a time to throw away. Most of you in Florida need to go out to your garages and listen to that verse. A time to keep and time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be quiet and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. There's a time for everything. Literally, and Solomon is writing Ecclesiastes. He's a little frustrated with life. You know, God gave him everything. He wanted wisdom, and God gave him everything. And, and he got frustrated because he realized that the only thing that brought him fulfillment was a deepness in his relationship with our Heavenly Father. But we want to talk today about how the, how the neglect of, of handling your margin, your balance, which we, we, we talk about in business this way all the time. It's really impossible to gain perfect balance, isn't it, Martha? Well, sure. I think it's a it's a lifelong struggle because there are so many things that we want in life and we have trouble keeping our priorities straight. And uh, so it's a constant struggle with keeping that that visual of the, you know, old fashioned weights and balances, whatever they used to call that little thing. And, you know, trying to keep it balanced between work and home and our relationship with our father and our family. And if we did everything, if I only did the things that I wanted to do, my life would be very out of balance because I'd be a recluse. I'd be sitting in my back porch reading books all day long. Or boogie boarding in the ocean. All the waves today are amazing. (laughs) But my boy, he's not here anymore, and I can't go on those waves. They're like five feet today. Unbelievable. All right, so listen, we're talking about margin. And let's just define margin. When you think of margin, what do you think of? Well, I think of that notebook paper that we used to have to buy um, for school that had the margins on the side. And, you know, you had to have college ruled or I don't remember what the other one was called elementary or whatever, but there was a thicker ruled, wide ruled and college ruled and then big margins on the side. And I visually think about how the teacher always told us not to write in that margin because she wanted to write in it any of our critiques and things like that. So Is that why she said that? Yeah. Because i got to tell you, I don't think my teachers ever said that. They, they never told said, you no, why? No, they just said, don't do it. 
And but so I have a hard time with that. No wonder I have a hard time with margin. Okay, there's two reasons. Nobody also, ever- because if you're going to put it in a notebook, you can't read anything to the left, you know, where it's connected to the notebook. That's not why she did it. But the, but the right was so that she could write her notes in there, so she had space. So. I think pretty much because they were redlining almost everything I was writing. Mm-hmm. They you never used realize. the margins. Yeah, I had no that, idea. So. All right, so but that margin, you know, when I, when I look at it, I think, now, I have to just go, do examples because this is something that you and I struggle with all the time. Yes. I mean, we're, we're doing a show on this today because this is something we struggle with all the time. We're guilty. Be- so we're, we're preaching to the choir. That's right. We are. Well, we're just sharing, we're sharing our testimony <laughs> yes. today. You know, because really when I married Martha, she had an impossible, she could not say the words no. That's not the words, oh. but that's that's right. She could say the word no. She couldn't what say were you it. Thinking? No, that's what it, that's what it was. Oh. She couldn't say that. I said the words, but she couldn't yeah. say the word no. Yeah. And and I don't have a problem saying no. Problem is, I should have been saying yes to some more things. <laughs> that's probably what I should have been doing. But but it you know when we're when we're dealing with margin, when, the way I think of it is. You know, you, you've got your plans, and you build in some margin so that. You know, when you get behind schedule, you're still on time. Mm-hmm. When when I'm you know riding my hour long drive to the studio, I leave an hour. It's only 45 minutes, but I leave an hour, so I've got margin in case there's an accident along the way, so that I'm not panicked. It doesn't instill. It doesn't make me angry because I've got I've got extra space, and it's okay if somebody takes that space from me because I had it to give. Right. But my margin doesn't work when I'm pushing, 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 and all of a sudden somebody takes some margin I didn't have, and now all of a sudden I get uptight. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you can think of some examples. Well, in well, my I, life, can you think of some? Um, <laughs> you think of some? Okay, do one of your life instead of mine. Okay. Well, I wasn't even thinking about example. I was just thinking about the fact that most people focus on margin when it comes to time. But there are other areas that margin is a part of our life, too, and we're going to talk about that. No, I, want to, I want to make a clarification, too. In case you're having a hard time hearing us today for some reason, no, we're not talking about margarine. We are not <laughs> talking about margarine. We are not talking about a butter-flavored substance made with hi, uh, hydrogenated fats. That is not what we're talking, we're talking about. Or plastic. <laughs> yeah, and plastic. That's right. We are talking about margin. So, okay, sorry. I just want to make sure I said that. In case people are really not hearing us, you know. But okay, so margin it describes that extra space. Yes. Balance though, family balance, time balance. How do you view that? How do I? Hmm. As an ever moving target, because <laughs> family changes all the time. I mean, we are close to being empty nesters, but yet family is. No, still, Sarah, that's not a hint no, that you need to not, go. No, no, no. <laughs> um, she thinks every time we bring that up, she that we're hinting to her. But we do um, have a lineup of renters though for your room. No, we don't. Um, but the, it changes constantly. The needs of your family change and the time commitment changes so that whatever your margin needs to be for your family can change, too. So it's being in constant conversation about it. All right. So, you know, when I when I think about balancing, we do the wheel of balance at Business His Way every uh, uh, every week. And it's really one of those things where we start to look at it and we start to realize that it's impossible to obtain that 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 total perfect that your spiritual life, your business life, and your personal life are all all even. You know, most of the time we find that we've gone high in one level and low in another level. Martha, we're talking about margin, balance, time. It's one of those elusive subjects. Why? Why? Why is it? We we started talking right before the break about the uh, that, that there's so much guilt associated with 
margin or lack of margin, or there's maybe it's guilt from people that cause us to have lack of margin. What, what did you mean by that? When you, you wrote down guilt, we got to talk about guilt. Well, I just I think that we do a lot of things maybe out of guilt. Um, I I don't remember who it was recently that was sharing with us that even Jesus disappointed people. He did not heal everyone. He did not go visit everyone or, or preach to everyone that wanted to hear. He had certain times where he was in big crowds and they were he was available, but he pulled away and made time for him praying to his heavenly father and to be alone with his disciples. And I think a lot of times we think, oh, I'm going to disappoint somebody if I am not a teacher for that Sunday school class or if I don't um, bring baked goods for that bake sale or if I don't um, accept the extra overtime hours that my boss is offering me or if I don't, whatever, you know, that is associated with a responsibility that somebody's asking you to take that isn't necessarily part of your job. Um, I think that that drives a lot of guilt to accept things that we shouldn't do and then we don't have margin. Yeah, the guilt. There's no question. And, and just all the guilt of, hey, you guys want to come over? We're having a get-together. Oh, hey, we're, we're having a get-together. This past weekend, we had multiple things on the calendar, and it was hard. You went to all of them, and I didn't. I, I just didn't have enough margin. I needed to build some space back in. I had to take a deep breath. I needed to read a book. I just needed some. I needed some breathing room. Yeah. So I think that in the in the personal side, you know, you carry guilt, but you also carry it in the workplace or maybe, um, you know, you book too many lunch appointments or you book too many um, back to back things that make you're you just so jealous busy. that I get to go out to eat all the time. Yeah, well, I'll catch you up. I promise. No, that's OK. <laughs> I promise. Besides, half the lunches are at Panera and not that Panera is a bad place, but I am tired of eating at Panera. <laughs> well, I'm not tired of eating at uh, Panda Express in case anybody wants to take me out to lunch next week. OK. All right. All right. So listen, the, the whole idea behind margin, it, it's, you know, we can live a life without margin. And and live on the really from from the minute we get up to the minute we go to bed, just go, 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 go until something goes wrong or until something happens. Not necessarily go wrong, but it's something. Sure. Ha- and something all of a sudden, up. yeah, it, something suddenly comes up. Yes. I mean, like the Greg Brady example. Great. Oh, you said that before. Something about great, that's great, how we got out of that's a date. That's how we got out of a date one time. Something yeah. suddenly came up. That's right. Okay. <laughs> so listen, you know, it, margin's okay. You, you can live marginless until something happens, and all of a sudden there's something that wakes you up. You would put put in, you know, um, you know, let's just say you get in a car accident, or all of a sudden your marriage relationship is suffering. All of a sudden, you need some margin because you got to deal with these things. It's amazing how people find margin mm-hmm. when they have to. Right. Yeah, and um, being able to build the margin in so that you already have room for not even, like you said, just a crisis. But like for me, it could be seasonal. It could be the work. It could be, you know, um, and again, I don't have this all figured out, but I know every year at Christmas I'm going to be busier. So some of that we just accept as part of retail, and some of that I try to take my vacation other times of the year. I try to um, take advantage of you know not being as busy in certain other seasons so that when I am busy now, 
that kind of compensates for each other. Well, and we should talk about that because that is something I struggle with. You know, each and every year, I struggle with your, your jamboree time. You know, because you have to work so many hours. And even though we prepped for it, even though we went on vacation in September before October when you start decorating for mm. Christmas and Jamboree's meeting in November, even at the end of that week, though, where you worked 100 hours in that week, I, I, I suffered from not having that margin. And it's not that that really affected me, except for that you wanted to come home at 10.30 or 11 o'clock at night and start talking. <clears throat> but you, yeah, I, I just missed that time with you. Well... And that also goes with the fact that you your love language is quality time. So it is not. It is, and you admit it. You know it. I don't uh, know why you're denying it. No, I do absolutely. So, I love spending time with you. I so can't when, stand it when I can't. When I have less margin, that directly affects you, even more so than me, because you know I like to be busy all the time. Where your personality just needs other things at the same time. So anyway, building building in some margin for. The unexpected. Well, and here's the thing. We've we've said this many times in the show. Nobody gets to their deathbed and says, boy, I wish I'd spent more time working. Oh, I wish I'd spent more time in the office. I wish I'd spent more time on the road away from my family. Nobody ever says that. Period. End of story. People always say, boy, I wish I'd spent more time with your family. And and isn't it amazing that when a a parent is dying or a child is dying or or, or somebody's dying that's close to you, you all of a sudden find that time to spend time with them. How much better would it be to spend the time with them now when they're healthy? Yeah. What a great, what a great thing. But a lot of times we think we either put it off just because something else is more pressing, you know, spending time sitting and conversing and sharing stories is not a pressing need as far as, timeliness of something so a lot of us push that on the back burner and say well we'll we'll get to that whenever but you know sometimes living in marginless living sometimes being just existing in marginless living Mm -hmm. sometimes you don't really see it i mean you know there are times where you just go 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 and it takes sometimes you just get sick from living in marginless with without margin Right. I like to say marginless because I, yeah. I see people that all the time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's been times in our lives where all of a sudden we've been push, 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 and then we just get sick. And all of a sudden we find margin. That's right. In order to be sick. <laughs> you know, I get the visual. I'm such a visual person, but I think of that um, process in word when you're writing a document where you can have it have really narrow margins (laughs) as the default rather than a standard margin and i think most of us live in that narrow margin if if not marginless and then something comes along that makes you stop either in fact in the book um dr swenson talks about the doctor who was a doctor for years and his wife kept telling him you need to slow down you need to take some time off he took time off and the first day he slept for 22 hours that is somebody who was overtired because he pushed himself and had no margin. I don't think I could ever do that. I know, but he and he didn't know that he needed it, you know, necessarily. She she knew he needed it, but he was pushing so hard that he slept that long. Well, imagine how little time they had for their marriage. Okay, so in 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 living in a marginless existence, there starts to be collateral damage. And I think that's probably really important that, Wow, I don't want to be negative. I know you don't let me negative. We'll be positive right after the break. But <laughs> so, what's some of the collateral damage of living in margin, living marginless? Well, if, let's break it out into the different areas because we've just been mostly talking about time. But if you talk about your finances, if you are always living <laughs> dollar to dollar, paycheck to paycheck, and then you need brakes for your car 
Breaks are not an emergency. Breaks are not some surprise that, you know, you taught me all of our married life that there are certain maintenances on your car to be expected and planned for. And brakes and tires and oil changes, those things, they come up periodically. If you have no margin in your finances, then even putting new brakes on your car, which is really important, becomes a crisis for you because you don't have any financial margin to pay for that. Well, and, I, and I think that financial margin also really came out during the deep recession or whatever, probably called the depression by the time we're old people, but the depression we just went through is that people lost jobs and they had a week or two of money, period. Yeah. That's it. That's all they had. And as businesses, if we have no margin, then a lot of times it takes money to grow. So if you don't have any, if you're, you know, using these sales to pay that payroll or, you know, whatever your situation might be, and if, if you don't have some kind of savings for your company, um, you could end up in trouble because you can't afford to advertise for something or, you know, promote something else that you need to do to grow your business. You know, I think of margin, living marginless with, with your time. I see so many families suffering from that because they don't take the time to say no to their children. They let their kids be involved in everything. Mm-hmm. And then the, the families, they, they, they become more like a moving zombie Mm-hmm. As opposed to a vibrant family unit. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and and, and you have sometimes you have to say no to good things. You do. We used to have a rule of how, how many sports our kids could play, and um, they seemed to survive just fine with that because we said Joshua's got a twitch. He has a little twitch, but that's yeah. okay. He, but you know it because we decided as a family we did not want everything to revolve around sitting in bleachers. All the time. So we said, this is this is what you can do, and you can pick during the school year what you're going to do and be committed to that. We missed one. We did. We missed one. What did we miss? When we're constantly living without margins, and it was you, you circled something on our sheet to make sure I didn't miss mm-hmm. it, and it made me think of something. When we live marginless lives, we have no time for those God incidences. We have no time for those... A divine mm-hmm. appointments yeah. because if we're if we if we got to be from a point A to point Z in a certain amount of time and then point from point Z to point B to the next time we don't have time for hey Betty stops us at the front desk and say hey Jim uh, you know I noticed something different about you what is it oh sorry Betty I gotta go oh well Betty dies the next day Whew. bad bad very bad I know that's a drastic example but seriously we need margin in our lives to recognize the important things and those. Those divine appointments are so important. And when we live marginless lives, we miss the opportunities for incredible relationships and we miss the opportunities to minister in the name of Christ. And that happens at work. We're so busy doing stuff at work that we miss the opportunities when our our, our employees are down or a customer may be down. I, I don't know. You know what I'm going with that? I do. I do. I think that um, you are incredibly good at scheduling your time and knowing how long it takes for you to get from this appointment to that appointment, and you're there right on time. And Are you I'm calling not, me retentive? Um, sure, that's exactly it. So, if but if you take that example, you're always on time. You're never late for pretty much anything. You're always on time. But if you saw somebody crying, or you saw somebody with a flat tire, or you saw somebody who maybe needed. Um, money to go to get something to eat or something like well, that. Money's easy. It's the flat well, no, tire thing. No, it's not easy if you don't have any financial margin. So it oh. depends on which margin you're talking about. But no matter what it is, or say you're so tapped out that one more 
thing is going to put you over the edge. Um, all of those things that, you know, if you can't take the time to help that person on the side of the road or, and that doesn't mean that you stop for every person, but if you never are doing that and you're never serving, you're never going out of those comfort zones, um, you know, God's, you're missing those opportunities that God might be putting in front of you. So. Mm. All right, so let's talk about some ways to create margin in the last minutes of today's show. Okay. Um, why don't you start? Because you, you, you helped put this list together. I, and, and I'll I did, and of course, a lot of it, again, I pulled from the book. I pulled from the book Margin by Dr. Richard Swenson, and it is a great book. And aren't we going to be... Reading that in the in the near future for something? At Business His Way, we're going to focus on the book Margin in January and probably in February as well. Awesome. So that would be something great for people to learn more about. Yeah, and Business His Way. In fact, next week we've got a show all about Business His Way on Tuesday. We're talking all about Business His Way Marvelous. and what it's all about. Marvelous. But it's good as for business people to really get a grasp on this and try to try to um, incorporate it into their life. So yeah, some of financial the margin, emotional margin, physical margin... Time. Time margin. Yep. It's all of those things. Yep. Um, so one of, some of the things that I pulled from the book, um, he talked about just doing volunteer work is a way to create some margin in your life. Because, again, you're planning it, but you're saying, okay, I'm setting aside this time to go and help somebody else, not just working for myself. Um, he said laughing, playing, those things that just – make you more lighthearted in the midst of what you're doing um, is really important for creating that margin. Also, <laughs> what? I'm just, I'm thinking, I'm looking at this list you did, and they're, they're all sweet things. You're just so, you're just so sweet. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, look, at, I put the last one. I added that at the Say end. no more often? Yes. That, it's, a, it's, it's your list. I mean, let me just add one. You put exercise in it. That's something you and I have had to be very intentional about because we do – we do live marginless a lot. And certainly since we started the I Work For Him radio program 18 months ago, we have had some marginless times. Now, we've built in vacations. We had a vacation in May. We had a vacation in September where we had a whole week. Nobody could get a hold of us. It was awesome. No offense, listeners. Uh, but the exercise thing, just being intentional to go and just walk. Yes. And, and it also makes us talk. It does. Which is very, very good. But when, when I want to create margin, sometimes I have to schedule no time where it's I'm going to schedule time where I've said no to everything else and it's just open for whatever comes up. I mean, I, to me, that's what I have to do on my on my calendar. That's something you and I talked about this weekend on our walk on Sunday night that I got to just start scheduling time where nobody can get access to that time. And truly, I mean, yes, you're scheduling in margin, but you need to protect that just like you do an appointment that you've got with somebody else. I should put like a, 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 a authority level on there and only you could undo it. I think that's a great idea. I don't think you can do that in Outlook. Nice try, though. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, go ahead. One, one thing from your list. Um, well, put more control in your life, obviously. I think that that's what this is all about, is saying, but really praying about it and saying, Lord, what is it that I need to let go of? What is it that I need to not be doing so that I can create some margin? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's great. Our good buddy, Don Forehand, who had that conversation with me in, in December of 2012, he said, Jim... You're involved in so many things. What's the one thing God wants you focused on? What's mm -hmm. the one thing, Jim? Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know, Don. I don't, I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. I had an idea, but at that point in time when he asked me that question, then God sent somebody else. I, I was involved in thir leadership of 13 things. That's the kind of stuff that creates marginless living. Yes. 
And most people would say that's way too much. So Yeah, but it's so fine for <laughs> Superman Jim. You know, one of the things that I, I love that we've done in our lives, one of the things we've learned, hey, mom and dad, Ted and Elaine, if you're listening, sorry. But one of the things we learned when we first got married, we said, listen, we don't, we don't want to end up having a lot of stuff that we don't use because we had just got done moving my parents and my mom still had her college textbooks and uh, Martha's parents they were in one big house and split up the two houses and, and, and so we just said hey if if it doesn't get used in a year we're going to clean it out we try to keep a clutter-free life because that creates margin you know you're not having to constantly look for stuff if you're in a hurry and and it's it's really worked because we don't people come in our house are like why is it always I mean you guys always live like this we're like you mean with neatness? Yeah. People come into my garage and they go, wow. <laughs> but it takes work to make sure all the screwdrivers get put back in the right place. And really for that, for you it, and for myself, it creates emotional margin because it's just less that we have to think about. We don't, have pi- we don't subscribe to a lot of magazines. We don't um, no, have a have, lot of... You have Southern Living. I have one that I get. And, and then I, we, get, we get a couple of free ones because of people that we support and things like that. But um, for the most part, and you have Motor Trend. I that's know, right. I was trying not to be a commercial, but, um, but nonetheless, we even limit those kinds of things because we feel that guilt goes back to the guilt. We feel like, oh my goodness, I'm two magazines behind. I can't keep up. You That's know? why we don't have a vacation place. Because how ridiculous that be if you don't use them? I mean, it's really why we don't have wave runners right now. We'd love to spend time on the water, but if it's just sitting there in your garage and not using it, you feel guilty. Guilty, guilty, you guilty, do. guilty, guilty. And it's also expensive. Well, there you go. Okay, which, but that's, which that's can not create we're financial. We're to be positive. Market. All right, one yeah. more positive thing. Um, let's see. Oh, how about learning to relax? Wow, that's a hard one because you know we think <laughs> I've got really. Yes, you need to learn this more than anybody I know. Mm. I have no problem sitting down reading a book or watching a movie. Yeah. You. I have a lot to do and lots to accomplish. <laughs> but when you say, let's go for a walk, I go for a walk. That's I, good. I know I've learned that that is so important, and it does revitalize us. And we've, we've learned about that, about recharging. All right. And, and the last one Martha puts in here, reconcile conflict and personal relationships. Oh, that creates some margin. How about actually being able to enjoy the upcoming holidays? If you actually reconcile relationships, mm. working through that. And besides, if you have unresolved conflict, you're constantly battling in your head. It eats up your emotional margin. It just, it's all gone. Listen, we're coming to the end of another I Work For Him show. On tomorrow's show, we've got Lori Hoffman with the Pocket Testament League. We've got so much to talk about. Did you know that the Pocket Testament League was founded by Mrs. Cadbury? Actually, Miss Cadbury, almost 120 years ago. That's right. Cadbury chocolates for everyone in the studio tomorrow on the I Work For Him show. The I Work For Him show is all about purposely equipping vibrantly effective Christ followers in a workplace. I want you to ask yourself, have you given your life to Christ? Have you trusted him to be the Lord and Savior of your life? If you haven't and you want to know more about it, just email me, jim at iworkforhim.com, jim at iwork, the number four, him.com. We're Christ followers who own our own business, but ultimately, I work for him.